This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3321 for Monday, the 26th of April 2021. Today's show is entitled DNS66 and Random. It is hosted by Operator and is about 32 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, I talk about DNS66 and go over some comments from Random episode. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. of Hacker Public Radio, your host, operator. I'm going to be talking about um, DNS 6.6 for Android and blocking ads. So um, this is in response to uh, the podcast, uh, uh, Random, and uh, Taj was talking about that uh, now I'm obligated to do a show on it, which I've been using DNS 6.6 for a while. And I've got some comments that will probably help some people out, and uh, I can put them in the show notes too. But anyways, um, I'm going to kind of follow up on some other stuff too. But anyways, uh, Todd had mentioned some of my comments from the Random podcast, which if you haven't watched it or listened to it, I mean, um, it's a great show. There's a lot of good chemistry there, and uh, they've been around since 2016, so there's tons of stuff. I actually had to go back and tell which one was, who was Taj and who was Lyle. I can't remember and get them swapped out, so now... Um, Anyways, I've got the, the names with the voices. But anyways, uh, let's see. Talk about the Brave browser. I'm actually going to look that up and see. Um, well, I guess I'll do that at the end. So I'll get to the meat, meat and potatoes first. So we're talking about DNS 6.6. DNS 6.6 is a lot like, if you remember uh, for you kids back in the day, there's a thing called a host file, and you could add a bunch of blacklists to um, you know add stuff to your host file. And instead of that DNS request going out for, you know, ads.google.com, it resolves locally to this Etsy host file um, that's kind of a, you know, networking standard thing. So that was the technique early on to block ads. Now we've got, you know, you know, all these weird content providers and all that stuff, and it's really hard to block ads nowadays, so you have to do real weird JavaScript stuff and look for specific keywords and scripting languages and whatever. But anyways, back then, it was just DNS, and all the ads were hosted out of one place. So if you had a block list of servers, big enough, .coms, then those would resolve locally, which would point you to the local host. Now, there's other stuff, like um, if you have a whole house proxy, you can set up the whole Pihole, which is an app that uh, has a bunch of DNS stuff in there, um, and it pulls from all different places. Um, and what I actually tried to do was parse out all the the domains and IPs from every single input file that uh, that that uh, feed for for ads and whatever that that uh, Pihole's had. And I had this, you know, I don't know, it was like a 60 meg 
those files. Well, obviously in Windows, um, every time you look do a DNS request, it has to look up that you know 60 meg file, and it completely took the system down to a crawl. So um, that just because you have something doesn't mean you should go crazy with it. Anyways, so if you have like a you know 5 meg or 60 meg some ridiculous DNS file, then it's not going to work. But anyways, um, getting back to topic here. I digress. Uh, DNS 6.6 is a local VPN, so things have kind of opened up for uh, for Android over time, um, allowing more access to low access, low privilege uh, apps. So you can do overlay stuff. So I can create an app that will search for objects on other applications. I think um, so that gives you the ability to basically do whatever you want across multiple apps. Um, I'll give a good example of like any of those apps that clean up your clean up something and they delete something and they ask for the escalated privileges. That's when they're pulling that uh, that that security. Uh, they're escalating their privileges so that they can have access to things like clearing cache out or ending processes or killing tasks. And they do it a bit wonky to where they click around the UI to CD. Uh, clear out cache and stuff like that because without root there's not a whole lot you can do I mean it's limited to what access you have and these guys are working around that by <laughs> kind of hijacking your interface uh, the input devices basically so they're moving around they're moving the for the lack of a better term they're moving their mouse around on your phone and clicking these things and that's how you grant them access to do whatever so um, what I'm saying about DNSX6 is it's one of those apps it's a good example of uh, taking the minimum the little privilege that you have within uh, within a within a phone system which is great great security or better security than we used to have but giving that access to a program that you trust to do stuff so they open that up for um, VPN which is a virtual private network anyways um, the idea is that you set up a VPN and all your traffic gets encrypted and nobody can see what you're doing whatever I just think everybody's watching anything anyways especially if you have a you know VPN in the states um, and even outside of other countries they're probably just copying the traffic from there to wherever I just assume so um, that the purpose of this VPN is that it's a local VPN so all of the traffic that sets up for DNS 6.6, when you request a website, it goes through this VPN, and that allows you to control the traffic, at least um, at a DNS level, to uh, do whatever you want. Now, I don't know if there's any other applications that would be something that would process JavaScript, right? That would, that would process encrypted JavaScript and stuff. Um, which, you know, it's going to break a lot of things, and I'll talk about that later. But the idea there is that you would basically have complete visibility into all the scripting that goes across the browsers and applications um, within reason. Um, I could probably tie it to just the browser. But anyways, um, I guess we already have that somewhat with, like, with uh, uBlock and things like that. Anyways, uh, so... Um, when you say, for example, you go to a website, there's a bunch of ads on there, that local VPN goes through, uh, pulls the traffic through that local VPN, which all it does is it kind of sets a similar host file. It blacklists um, uh, specific DNS sites, specific uh, ad providers. So it comes with a few in there already. Um, 
and I think I've tried turning them all on before. Some of them don't actually exist or aren't able to be downloaded from what I remember. Um, I had to add my own that was more inclusive. So even I think even the ones that are already in there weren't aggressive enough for me, which makes sense because uh, the problem with blocking DNS and things like Pi-hole, uh, a lot of stuff is going to go not right. It's not going to work. You're going to get a lot of instances where stuff just won't work. And I don't know what people are doing when they have Pi-hole set up, but excuse me, you're, you're going to have a bad day eventually. Um, but then I might be wrong. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, ooh, my mouse is going crazy. Um, for all intents and purposes, um, the DNS 6.6 stuff will will need to have more, um, what do I want to say, more, better, better filter. And I think the filter that I'm using right now, I don't know which one it is. So I'll just list off the ones that uh, I have in here, and one of them is not the default. Uh, Seven Black host file, Attaway host file, which is Attaway for Android. I think that's the one I added manually. Dan Pollock's host file and Adhel, A-D-H-E-L-L. Those are the ones I have enabled right now. And I'll talk about my Pinterest one too. So anyways, when, once you start the app, uh, you start the VPN. And then you pick, uh, before that, before you start the, the DNS 6.6, you pick which host files you want and um which uh, basically what what providers you want what blacklist or ads providers you want to use and i feel like um the ads ones weren't really all that good but i didn't do a whole lot of messing around i just knew that i wasn't super happy with what i had so i think i added the add away one i'm pretty sure that's the, the net new one so you pick out which ones you want um you can also set which applications bypass the vpn which I'll talk about my issues later, but you can pick which applications bypass the VPN. And more importantly, you can set a custom DNS server. So even if you have a local host file, you could, for example, set your DNS to your house. And maybe your house is running, you know, some kind of advanced ad blocker or whatever. Excuse me. DNS-based ad blockers. And then if you wanted to use, you know, some other DNS besides your phones provide a DNS, you could do that in here also. Um, there's not a whole lot to it. Um, there's probably more that you can do with it, because um, this is very exciting to me, because this is this allows you to have complete, the theory is, is that this would allow you to have complete control over the, 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 the network traffic coming across, and that's when I'll go into the issues I have with it, or not issues, but just uh, uh, problems I've had, and I've had to work around them. Uh, the first thing I noticed is that um, sometimes it'll just get weird, um, specifically with um, Google, I think, Google system applications, things like Play Network, part of the anything within the regime of Google um, seems to kind of get weird sometimes. So if like I'm trying to do something really secret squirrel, like pay for an application, I want to say I've had issues with that. So like if I try to, and of course it's not really going to do anything right now, but I feel like I've had issues with like doing Google stuff um, and it not working. For example, I want to say Duo, which is, I don't even want to get on about it, but I've, I've been forced to use Duo, which is Google's whatever. And I'm pretty sure Duo doesn't like it um, because you're taking that traffic and you're pushing it to somewhere else. 
Um, and so a lot of that has to do with CPU intensive, very CPU intensive, and that's, that might be the problems that I'm having. Because um, you're taking full motion video when your phone is already struggling. Um, you're receiving and sending full motion video um, through things like Teams and, and these apps that want more than, you know, three windows of full motion video. Your phone is struggling, right? Excuse me. Your phone is struggling to keep up with that. So um, what I'm assuming is happening is there's too much traffic going across the VPN, local VPN, and it's eating up all the CPU on the phone, and then it's acting wonky. Um, that's probably more of what's happening now that I say it out loud. Um, but I did notice that it's like sometimes stuff gets weird with with like Google applications or streaming. Um, I will say that when I get phone calls now, since it's a different episode altogether, but since I was using Hangouts Dialer, they're getting rid of Hangouts Dialer and all the phone stuff in Hangouts. So I had to switch to regular Google Voice, and I've been using that. Unfortunately, it's not the best, but um, when I receive and uh, send phone calls now, I have to turn off the, the VPN, even though I have um, uh, even though I have Google Voice in the bypass list. Um, it doesn't seem to work, so there's probably other applications I need to bypass so I can actually make the phone calls not um, get destroyed. Um, so anyways, when I send and receive phone calls, unfortunately I can't use my phone as a phone because of all the ads and BS I have on it. So I have to turn off DNS 6.6 to um, make or receive phone calls. It's fine in the beginning, um, but I have to turn it off because I'll start lagging and blipping and blooping all over the place because uh, the CPU is trying to keep up. Um, let's see. I will provide. Um, the original reason I was doing this is that I wanted offline blacklisting of, um, of Pinterest. And I don't know how I fell into DNS 6.6. I might have seen it on a Reddit post. And I'm a, I'm a Reddit post. I'm, I'm, I'm derailing again. I'm a Reddit, like, I'm a Reddit late bloomer. Um, if you want to understand something or figure out a hackery way to do something, for whatever reason, Reddit has become that medium. So, you know, you're talking about like Stack Exchange and stuff like that is more for like programming and server-based stuff. But if you're looking for like client-side hackery and just, you know, I want to do this with this application, guarantee you there's a Reddit app or Reddit uh, post that someone's asking that same question and four other people answering it in four different ways. And I think I fell into DNS 6.6 for that reason. And I started to, I didn't start to get frustrated. I had been frustrated with Pinterest for, I don't know, three, four years now, because every single Google search is a Pinterest um, result. Um, and that's, that's, not, that's by design, that's not by accident. So I have it blocked here at the house. I have it blocked um, on my phone now with DNS 6.6 and my wife's phone. So if you were accidentally to click a link in Pinterest, guess what? It's not going to do anything, more or less. Um, and there's a whole long story about getting all the DNS servers for Pinterest, but there is a lot of them. And um, a lot a, a lot of uh, Pinterest, uh, Pinterest servers out there and domains, subdomains, things like that. So if you just block the main Pinterest domain, no, you'll get .eu and .io and .il and all the other uh, languages, plus other domains that are weird, um, subdomains that are weird. And even to this day, even with my list, I still 
somehow managed to get Pinterest uh, uh, sites to come up. Um, I think the login site I need to block, or one of the login sites is not uh, not blocked, or their API site's not blocked or something. Anyways, I'll provide the Pinterest, I think I've got the notes in here. I'll provide the Pinterest stuff to block. Um, I think that's pretty much for DNS 6.6. Uh, um, I've been using it. I have the auto reconnect set up. Um, like I said, sometimes, sometimes something will get wonky, um, but it's it's very few and far between. Here recently, it's just the 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 Google Voice. Um, it would basically destroy my phone and ba and give me no internet for a while, and then I would even after rebooting the phone, the internet wouldn't work. So it's like very odd the way that it was screwing up the phone oh uh, anyways uh other than other than google voice i think that's pretty much it i want to talk about the brave browser uh evil stuff i don't know anything about that while i talk about that uh, while i look at that up um i want to talk about um the script that i made for windows that can also be written for linux or cross you know, rewritten for Linux. Um, uh, Brave Browser really that bad? What is the consensus on Brave Browser? Find themselves politics liberal, not use their browser. Various schemes such as when you type a URL, cryptocurrency link to browse you at one point will redirect you to a different URL that generates money. Well, I've seen that time and time again. Um, I had a famous, I'm talking about Brave now, it's in reading, sorry. I had a famous, uh, uh, for a while there was a browser based AV scanner that was beautiful. And it was called Panda Active Scan. Now, if anybody's seen Panda, it was, I think it's, uh, uh, I want to say it's like from Mexico or Chile or something like that. Um, it's not, I don't think it's developed from here in the States. It, or it was developed here in the States. They're still around, but nobody uses them. Um, but you had your, like, kind of when, when, um, the uh, killer, the malware killer, what's the famous one everybody talks about? Add block or add spy spy malware bytes. When malware bytes and whatever the other one that used to be popular started getting super popular, um, you had all these AV players in a space that were just like grabbing money, grabbing to try to find people to buy their services. So you had Symantec, Norton, and all that. But then you had like all of these guys were getting into the AV space because that was like everybody needed AV. Um, and just viruses were everywhere and everybody had pop-ups and all that crap and people were trying to get their hands on hand around the whole you know ads and potentially unwanted software or programs and all the ad bots and all that thing anyways this thing these calls these guys were called panda and they had a client and i purchased their regular uh client because i loved it um it was a good lightweight thing but it did do that thing where if you type in a url wrong it would redirect you to like a ur uh, yahoo search for whatever you typed in wrong 
and that was <laughs> through the AV. So your the AV was the proxy for all of your web traffic, um, and I'm sure they did other other things like that. But you know, even I think even at one point my ISP was doing that, and I have um, if you've ever uh, if you ever well, if you want to block um, when you type in a DNS name wrong or a website name wrong, and it goes to an ad. That is not you. That is not your phone. That is not your computer. That is your internet service provider taking a bad DNS request and redirecting you to an ad revenue generating revenue generating uh, ad. So um, I know Charter was doing it. If they're not still doing it, you Google. Um, it's called bogus bogus DNS, and um, basically. The idea is you can set up in most it's a DNS mask. When you set up a DNS server, you can set up bogus DNS, and that will you get the blacklist of all the charter DNS servers that are in that list, and it will if it resolves to those IP addresses, it will um, say that that's a bogus DNS uh, in the bogus DNS list, and it won't. It'll just give you a 404 or whatever. So the way it works, you get a list of all the DNS servers that you get redirected to basically or the ad servers or whatever it is you get redirected to if you type a if you type a website wrong. So it's a catch-all. Uh, wildcard for example. So if I type blef.com and nothing comes up, instead of them saying 404, they're like, "Hey, let's cash in on this uh, and people do it. And people that set up hotspots and stuff for a living, um, I've heard stories of people getting 2-300 a month because they set it up to so there's you know, ads on every page, or ads on the portal, or you type DNS wrong, it goes to their their ads. Which, I mean, to their, I just it's it's not funny, it's not it's not nice, but I mean, it's one way to make money, um, and I just didn't particularly like it. So I use the bogus DNS stuff on the server here at the house. I don't think I've had to do it here recently, so um, maybe it's built into the Ubiquity stuff, or maybe Charter quit doing it. Um, but for a while there, you type in a wrong DNS and it would take you to the wrong thing. Anyways, it looks like the Brave browser is just doing the same thing. They're money grabbing and doing all this kind of political crap. Um, you know, they're they're evil corp, right? Um, let's see, the Pinterest stuff I'll drop in. Oh, uh, YouTube DL script, sorry. I didn't go explain all of that. Let me just bring up the script. This is the easiest thing to do. I'm supposed to be doing chores right now, so I don't have a whole lot of time to do notes. So that's why I'm all over the place. This is what it's like if I do an ad hoc, uh, ad hoc, uh, ad hoc episode of of Hacker Public Radio. So my script for my bat script, which is a Windows script for um, YouTube PL, is for Windows, obviously. But that same logic can be applied to Linux. So um, I'll briefly go over what it does. Um, you don't need wget. Uh, let me go through the calls. This is just a hacked up batch file. Um, it downloads wget, which most every Linux distribution already has. Um, Aria C2, which is a multi-string downloader. So think of it as torrent for normal files. So I can request you know, 16 different threads to the same file and download it 16 times faster. Usually that's not the case, but you're more often than that, you're, you're surprised. I actually upped it from four threads to 16 by default uh, in the GitHub, uh, I think. Anyways, um, 
sorry. Yeah, yeah. I set it to 16, 16. So 16 times 16 is how many things you can download at once from 16 different websites. Uh, you can download 16 things from 16 different websites, and it will it'll have that many threads going at a time. Anyways, um, so Aria allows you to download multi multi-threaded download something. So for example, if you were to single thread download something from YouTube, it's going to be fast, right? Um, but it's not going to be as fast as a bunch of little files or a bunch of little short requests. Um, I think Charter Comcast calls it boosting or something stupid. But I know Charter recently kind of got on that boat. Meaning that if you request a small little tiny file, it will download it at a phenomenal speed. That's why Usenet, and that's a completely different episode that I've probably already done before, why Usenet is so fast because um, you're taking 20 different threads and downloading little tiny files with each one of those 20 different threads, and it's it's exceedingly fast. So whereas if you were to download a file, a single file from a non-website, and this is the whole net neutrality thing, I think, um, a single file from a, you know, non-streaming provider, it would come down at two megabits, right? I get, I get, I get locked down to like two megabits of traffic. Anything that's not known, it might even be just like HTTPS and HTTP. If it's not HTTPS or HTTP, um, it it throttles you down to two, which is not good. Um, which is not the full speed of the line. So what you can do to offset that is I can take, you know, 16 different chunks and download them all at 2 and max out at 20. I think I max out at 20, and this is the cheapest charter connection we have here in Atlanta. And um, so instead of getting the file, you know, at 2, I'm getting it at 20, which is still not the full speed of the line because of the bursting and stuff. Um, it still caps it out, um, but it's definitely better than 2. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 9. Yeah, so what is it, 10 times faster, right? Um, I, I suck at math. So uh, so that's what that does. So not only can you use YouTube DL, you can use it with RESC2 in most cases. Sometimes what I discovered is that the way the different parsers that get brought into the mix, um, YouTube DL is like a multi-stream downloaded parser thing. So when it analyzes a URL or analyzes a site, it looks at it and says, um, either through whitelisting or looking at the script on the page or whatever, um, it knows, it tries to guess what the best way to download the, the, the media is, and it's pretty spot on most of the time. Sometimes I have to use a app called um, Bulk Media Downloader, uh, along with, uh, I've talked about these before, Bulk Media Downloader, and the other one you want is called media downloader and um, turbo something or other and I don't see it in here for whatever reason um, turbo downloader whatever and those are but the same people there's like add-on.com all spelled funny and it's a bit sketch uh, but they um, that's why I don't run as uh, a, a user I have a separate user that I run my browser with so that way if anything happens with the browser then I'm not, my system is still protected because I'm running it as an internet user and I use, I run the browser as a different user than, than my home user. So if and when, you know, a plugin gets compromised, like what, what's the one that recently got compromised? Uh, the one that I like to like, uh, Nanoblock and, and, and Nanoblock is one of the ones that got, got used for, you know, spam or whatever. Um, it will, uh, 
won't infect my home machine. It will just infect that internet user. Anyways, so Aria, we got the multi-threaded stuff. Um, we use FFmpeg, which is uh, it gives you more, um, it gives you better control um, and options for your media. So what you get with FFmpeg is things like I think the ability to pull subtitles and stuff. Um, you also get um, I want to say subtitles. I don't know where the I don't know where FFmpeg comes into play. I just know that it allows you to do certain things that the regular U2PL project doesn't have, or if you want to extend uh, command lines out for FFmpeg specifically um, that isn't supported by U2BL, you can tell it to do that through uh, FFmpeg. So anyways, that's that's the FFmpeg piece. Um, let's see. After FFmpeg, we uh, check to see if it's updatable. So we run U2BL-U and that will update it. Um, and then it pulls in the list of all the URLs and does this really long uh, whatever. There's a comment in there that's called like, I think I got rid of it. Uh, yeah, Linux dot 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 U2PL. So I have a remark and in front of that remark it says Linux and that's the same, basically the same command, almost verbatim, um, but it's missing the start parameter um, and that's really all it does. So you could essentially modify this script and swap out like three or four different lines um, and make it a bash script that will do everything you need to do. Um, but this automatically downloads through, I think, PowerShell? Yeah. I think through PowerShell, it downloads wget, and then wget it uses to pull the latest ARIA um, and ffmpeg through wget. Um, wget's a great tool to download uh, stuff from GitHub without needing get. Um, you can do filters. So this is a really, actually, this this uh, bat script is a really good example of um, how to use wget to download stuff uh, to, as a as a downloader. So I have like some filters in here for for um, ffmpeg so that it downloads the right. Um, you can use regex filtering. Oh, my headset died. I guess because it wasn't getting any input and thought that I wasn't using it. Um, but since I'm just using the mic, the headset cut off. So that's interesting. Um, I think I did HPR about this headset. It's really cool. Yeah, other than it cutting off when I'm trying to do an episode of HPR. So, um, uh, uh, FFmpeg has uh, regex filtering, which you can do all kinds of cool stuff, which essentially means I can pick out what, um, what I want to download from GitHub. And with some magic, uh, you can download uh, kind of use uh, wget as a uh, as a get tool. Um, so that's what I'm doing there. Instead of pulling down a get binary and checking out the get, I just pull the zip down and unzip it and then go from there. Um, U2DL is downloaded straight from U2PL. Um, that's pretty much it for uh, U2DL stuff. Um, we covered browser, we covered Pinterest, and we covered YouTube. And we covered DNS 6.6, so I think we're good. Um, I know I was all over the place, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, check the show notes for the URLs that I use for DNS 6.6. And if it doesn't work, if you're having issues, you can always just disconnect the VPN, see if it works. 
and then reconnect it and then know that you need to either bypass that application or you need to figure out a way to you know turn it off when you need to use it which i do for um uh, google voice right now so anyways it's a long episode it's supposed to only be like 15 minutes but i randomly went off tangent a few times and that's what happens when i do an ad hoc uh, uh hpr so i hope you guys learned something if you have anything to add Again, I would like to see something where I have script control at the VPN level where I can decrypt all my traffic locally, pick, for example, specific apps that I know are ad heavy and do advanced, you know, PCAP style filtering on them um, to, to take out scripting languages or take out ads. Um, that would be interesting to see um, somebody if there's a project out there already, um, almost like a, a better cap but for Android um, would be really awesome. Um, and I wouldn't need to have to set up like Knox and all kinds of crazy crap to look at the traffic because I could just look at the traffic on the phone locally or even, you know, dump it to a PCAP file or whatever. Um, anyways, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Y'all take it easy and uh, check out uh, your random if you haven't. It's a great show. Great people. Later. Bye. <laughs>